Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just like that. Final hours here on the Tuesday edition. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow across the Outkick Network. Coming up, SEC Mike will join us. A lot of discussion is about... Mike in studio today? Or is he Zoom? Zoom? On Zoom? Yeah. He'll be in his uh, podcast studio. I thought about asking that, that during the break and then SEC forgot about it. Podcast. And then ask it on air. But he's always good. Whether he's on Zoom or yeah, in studio. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, transfer portal. Ole Miss is crushing it. Somehow. You're going to see a lot of helmets behind him. That's what I know about lot, my, in, in front, front of him. It's all in front. That's right. That's right. Uh, pageantry. Can't wait for that. Pageantry. It's all about pageantry. It's like the the CBS college football theme personified. Yes. Is SEC Mike. Except it's not going to the Big Ten. He's not Big Ten Mike. Mike, I give you permission to use that as the new title of your podcast. Yeah. The SEC theme song personified is me. <laughs> the visual theme song. SEC Mike. <laughs> the, if you if – you, Heard the the visual version of that audio is watching Mike sit, sitting behind a throne yeah. of every SEC helmet. That's what it is. The new and improved Outkick store finally live. You can stock up on golf polos, t-shirts, hats, and more. Shop.outkick.com. That's shop.outkick.com. Tommy DeVito. How about this? The Tommy back and forth. Cutlets. Uh, the, there's a a pizzeria. It sounds delicious, by the way. This it does. pizzeria, uh, his his appearance feed is not so. The name of this pizzeria just has me excited for pizza. I'm the wanting back pizza and here. forth here is amazing. So he was set to appear at this pizzeria, but they they the pizzeria has canceled the event because of the cost. Because as they say, and they have provided screenshots uh, of said. Text messages. Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria. That You're right. It does sound uh, delicious. Does that not make you hungry just hearing that? So they've canceled his appearance, Chad, because he doubled, or his agent, uh, Sean Stellato, doubled the appearance fee from $10,000 for two hours to $20,000. And the, the pizzeria said it couldn't afford to host Tommy DeVito at that price, so they canceled the event. Uh to which Stilato, his agent, said, well, we, nothing was in writing. Nothing was in writing. And then they show the screenshot sent to Darren Ravel of said text to, uh, from Stilato to the pizzeria where he says, okay, please modify the agreement. I think the 30 minutes over is something that I'm going to have to run past Tommy. A 60-40 split might work. Good on the two hours, 10K, 250. 250 meaning 250 autographs. Uh Doubling the appearance fee based on the victory over Monday Night Football, which, by the way, is where the agent also became well-known, is that's steep. Well, it's Delato, the agent also. I don't know if you've seen this circulating. He was a wide receiver at Marist College, and there's photos of him in 1998 with frosted tips as a receiver at Marist that are circulated from him from his playing days, which is hilarious. 
There is all, and I want to know who posted it on X, but someone had the perfect post where it was a picture of Sean Stellato with the phone and the fedora yeah. on the sideline, and the only caption, the quote was, the price just went up on that when he was on the phone with someone, yeah. and I'm thinking, this is perfect because the price actually went up on Coniglio's old-fashioned pizzeria after that win. He may have actually been upping the price on this one. How about Coniglio's, who uh, posts this New York Giants update? Only posted this because I had a few people ask me at the farmer's market today, and I'm receiving DMs about it, so here we go. No, Tommy DeVito will not be at Coniglio's this Tuesday, as originally planned. After last week's win, we received word from his agent that his appearance fee would be doubling. So good. We are a small family-run business and decided $20,000 was a bit steep for two hours. Apologies to anyone who had already purchased a ticket. Anywho... As I have never been to want, been one to cry over spilt milk, let's instead be positive and throw back to a couple of years ago where Nino taught the incredible Eli Manning how to make pizza. Sorry about that loss. P.S. Sorry about that loss today. Yeah, a Giants great fans. photo of Eli Manning with the family owning the pizzeria. Sorry about that loss today, Giants fans, but we're Italian too and don't like when someone says one thing and does another. Well said. Very well said. And then sending in the confirmation that came from the agent about... Changing the price. I don't know. Look, I, I'm not going to hold this against. Denied, I will not. Didn't sign anything. I will not hold this against Tommy DeVito because this was an right. agent decision. Sure. And Tommy DeVito gets drugged through the mud for this because his agent is, uh, quite frankly, being a little bit of a prick about everything, right? Um, and it's his right. He's trying to get as much money as he can for well, himself. He's looking like he does in the client, photo, holding yeah, the phone. The, the price just went up. That that's that's what he's telling everybody. Yeah. On uh, on Tommy DeVito. The stereotype. Um. This makes me want to go to this pizzeria even more. There's the photo of Sean Stellato at Maris. Look at the barbed wire um, Goldberg-like tattoo on the bicep, <laughs> the upper bicep, with the frosted tips. is terrific. And then, as you can see on the bottom, that is the caption of Price Just Went Up. You think that was the temporary tattoo? or Oh, no. I think WWE it's, that's, I sold think that's those the real the deal. Or I WCW think, did, rather. I think that's the real deal. That is not a henna tattoo at all. Uh, this makes me want to go to Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria even more. I feel like flying to New York and then hopping in a, renting a car and driving yeah. out to this place to have pizza after this whole story. They handled it beautifully. And I love the, as Italians, we don't like when people say one thing and they do another. Well, uh, his uh, Stilato, the agent, was inducted into uh, a Hall of Fame recently. And he, then he wore his jacket, his Hall of Fame jacket, to the next game for the Giants. He was inducted into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame at what was described as a lavish ceremony in Chicago. Alongside Priscilla Presley and Pittsburgh Steelers great Franco Harris. How? Why? His play at Marist? Uh, His work as an agent? I, I guess. I'm confused as to why. He was recently honored by the Boston Italian Consulate where he's wearing a vest with a turtleneck, a white turtleneck, a black slacks, and, it a, sounds and like an you orange just, hat. If you donate enough money to the Hall of Fame, you get in, maybe? Is that the deal? I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's making a hell of a lot of money off pizzerias, family-owned, all over the Northeast. So that money could go back to a Hall of Fame to get inducted. Yeah. I mean, it's a... He joins a... A Hall of Fame list that includes Vince Lombardi, Mario Andretti, Joe DiMaggio, and Dan Marino. And now, Sean Stellato. <laughs> Do you think that his bust at the Hall of Fame is just 
him on the phone in the fedora? I mean, do they change it to that? Talk about overnight sensation, man. Either way, I want Coniglio's old fashioned pizzeria. That's what I want right now after hearing this story. Yeah. Incredible. And it's Tommy DeVito that uh, garners all the attention. He's represented a handful of other NFL players, but. I mean, at the time, you would consider them more well-known than Tommy DeVito. We have not people, anymore. We have people we work with that live in Jersey. I now yeah. want to get a full analysis of this place and how good it is. Oh, I bet they've... I bet some have tried it or heard of it. By the way, I just got word Manning's that there, um, right? um, Tommy DeVito's agent is going to be on with Dan Dockage tomorrow on Don't At Me at 840. Okay. There you go. So I would implore Dan to ask about this pizzeria. What will he be wearing, Chad? I want him to wear a vet, like a knitted vest with the Italian flag on it. This is what I'd like to see. Like something that his grandmother knitted for him, but it's just one giant Italian flag. Look at this pizza. Is this the place? This is guys? the place. This Coniglio's? Wow. King of pies. I would say so. That this looks like the size incredible. of a pizza that you would be challenged to finish. And if you do, you get your name on the wall. Yeah. Man versus food style. Yeah. Chad could do it. There are some of those challenges that I look at and I think this is eminently doable on that show and other ones I, I see and I'm thinking I, no human could do this because when it's the time, if there's a long period of time you could do it, then you can pull it off. But some of these, when it's like finish all this in 15 minutes, I'm thinking no way, no way can anyone pull this off. <laughs> no, I certainly could not. I could help you eat a slice or two. No, Hutton would take the, the lettuce, the seed. <laughs> Excuse me. I would like to know about your seed challenge. By the way, this... Uh, this. Do you have a kin- quinoa challenge over here or no? Yeah, the the size of the... Pe- like the. So what are you getting for $20,000? 250 autographs, he's going to be there. How many pizzas are you selling for that? I mean, you're you're taking a loss just to yeah, say... But, just to get the photo up and 10, to have the night with Tommy DeVito. You're going to take the hours, loss on it. Two hours, 250. Now you want the photos, autographs. the videos for you're social. Selling, all they're selling the tickets too, it sounds like. You're also, you're basically buying the advertisement, right? Of him being there and taking photos of everyone that works there and doing all that. Allie looked it up. Priscilla Presley was awarded the Tommy Lasorda Humanitarian Award okay. by the National Italian Sports Hall of Fame. She said, I was too confused by that to not Google it as to why Priscilla Presley Along was with in Franco the Italian American. Yeah. Well, Franco Harris, we can understand. Well, but Priscilla it, Presley, I was confused on that one. But all, like, I mean, again, like the list. I'm sure they're always making these. Uh, they're making the exceptions, right? There are people making. Oh, it's a green jacket, by the way. It's like a, a hunter green jacket, uh, which he had matching uh, slacks for, of course, on the sideline this past weekend. You know, what I did the other day Decked when I had out. kidney stones. What'd we talked do? about the other day that jacket. morning. It was about a three-and-a-half, four-hour touch-and-go process where I was in a ton of pain, hoping to pass them Kidney stone before coming to the show. No. I'm in the Nephrology Hall of Fame after the way I pass this kidney stone. Like you a are. damn champion is what I did with that Power kidney through. stone. But you know what I watched the whole time? Because it just happened to me. I rarely do this where I don't put it on anything streaming. I just turn it to a channel. Yeah. Happened to be flipping through the channels or going to the guide, and HBO had a Rocky Marathon on. So I, I feel like I'm well-versed in Italian culture now. I watched the last half of Rocky, pretty much all of Rocky too, while passing a kidney stone in pain. <laughs> and Hutton, I saw. I, I'm very well versed in Rocky three and Rocky four. Clubber Lang, Thunder, Thunderlips, and Rocky three played by Hulk Hogan. Rocky four, the Von Drago. We all know about Tommy Gunn and Rocky five. I've only seen Rocky Balboa maybe twice, which is Rocky six, 
which I believe was in 2005 or 2006. I recorded it, and I'm going back and watching that now. That was on later there. That was like during our show or that night, but I saw the marathon. So on. now you're invested again. So to I hit record it. on Rocky Balboa, and now after learning about Coniglio's old fashioned, I want to go and watch Rocky Balboa. That's what I want to do. You think they have an old-fashioned there? That I don't want to pass on their kidney stone. No, you don't. I don't want to recreate that, but I will watch Rocky Balboa. But apparently, it helps you do that if you watch Rocky. And eat a Rocky. slice of good pie. It helps you do that if you watch Rocky. Well, I remember like the worst time, the worst moments of the kidney stone passing and what time it was during the Rocky two that I was watching. It, <laughs> it was right around the time where Gazzo... Was Ga- it a very good part? Or? No, it was right around the time where Gazzo was trying to recruit him back to be a thumbbreaker for the Italian yeah, mob. Oh, so you... Remember, Gazzo was a big... He was a big help to Rocky when he was really down on his luck hunting. Then he tried to bring him back to break thumbs again for him. And Rocky, trying to start a family with Adrian, you, didn't want to you, do that. Can you tie that into the passing the kidney stone? You were, oh, down, I mean, I was, you were down and out. And I was down and out, too. I understand what Rocky's, you know. Or other things. Finances can be a problem, much sure. like in Rocky Balboa's life. And Rocky, at the end of Rocky 1, he said, look, there's not going to be a rematch. That's what both him and Apollo Creed said to each other because they beat the hell out of each other so much. And that's how he felt. That's how I felt when the kidney stone was passing. But you know what, what happened? They had a rematch. That's the way I felt an hour later when it had passed and I was ready to go. Now I and tied then, it all in. And then he ends up at, at work the same now day. Now it all makes sense. What doesn't make sense is the back and forth with Zach Wilson this past week. He's pulled from the game. This was leading up to the press conference with Sala, Chad, where it's, uh, does he want to play? Did he not want to? And he's like, no, if, if Zach Wilson didn't want to play, we wouldn't be playing him. He wouldn't be starting. Um, so then he apparently leaves the game for hydration purposes. Not out there to begin the, the third quarter. But his mom is now saying, well, and he's in concussion protocol. He's pulled in a 30, when the game was 30 nothing. His mom's now saying that he was hiding concussion symptoms during all of this. And now he's going through and fighting through concussion protocol. So this maybe, whole thing has been odd. Yeah, maybe the PR person heard that he was saying he was dehydrated, and that's how Which they it reported could be. that. He could also be getting an IV. That's that's yeah. that's understand. If he's hiding the concussion symptoms, he could also be getting the IV. Uh, say he feels dizzy or whatever. But hiding that is first off. There are more and more players now that ref, that are reporting symptoms, but just knowing how. The whole week went, the saga of that. That's It's strange that it started with him not wanting to play, and then he's hiding concussion symptoms to play, hypothetically. And then he's pulled when it's 30 nothing. It feels like an overcorrection in that they know about that report that came out that he didn't even want to play, or he was considering not playing. That Remember the Jets well, and others had to come out and say, not true. But he got hit in the head again, and he's, he had blurred vision, and that's when he reported his symptoms. You see what I'm saying? That could have been really bad. Yeah, it, it's a weird story. Uh, it feels like an overcorrection from the family of this is how much this guy cares, right? He's fighting yeah. through concussion symptoms, and um, he was lying about it. It may be true, but it feels like an overcorrection. Are you? I think Aaron Rodgers has played a key factor in him sticking with this. The By way the way, has. Aaron Rodgers came out today and said... And um, why he's playing. Uh, on, on McAfee, I don't know if you saw this, Hutton. This was about an hour ago. But he said, I'm not playing because I'm not 100%. He says, being clear to play is not the same as being 100%. If I were 100%, I'd play. But I'm not. And yeah, that's, I mean, that was his clarification. Well, was not anything to do with the playoff position. He's, well, 
he, he or lack thereof. That that's certain. Uh, that's a factor, though. Yeah, that's that's the factor. He would play if he's eighty percent. I believe that he would play at eighty percent if they're if they right were in the, in the mix heart and of they the, were doing. Yes. Yeah, he would want to get in there, no doubt. And he shouldn't play if they're out of the playoffs. He should not step foot on the field. Should not be activated. No, no, he knows that. And he's got the deadline coming up. So yeah, I mean, he knows that the team knows that we've all. But known I think this. it's another it's another attempt by him to say I'm not just opting out because the season's not going well. I'm not trying to be that guy about it. I'm just not 100. percent So it's one thing to get back to where you're medically. He said something along the lines of it's one thing to get back to be medically cleared to play. Yeah, it's another thing to be 100 percent ready to play. And this would be the fastest ever. Let that happen. I can't wait for the off season discussion with. Uh... Aaron Rodgers again. Oh. And the Jets. Absolutely. The you know Jets what also hype. I'd like to know with the Zach Wilson story? What did Zach Wilson's mom's friends have to say about this, knowing Zach Wilson and his history? They that are is the question. Administering I'd love to get, hydration and IVs. I'd love to get their comments on the mom's Morning, side yeah. of this. Yeah. The hangover IVs and things. Helps you. Helps Think you get back it. on the field, too. Think about it. Coming up, SEC Mike joins us. Transfer portal, bowl games. Playoff matchups and more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Six of the Peabody location. Yeehaw beer, old smoky moonshine. Hot out with Hunter Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. We'll hopefully be joined soon by Michael Bratton, SEC Mike, momentarily. Uh, Ole Miss extending Lane Kiffin through, did you say 2029? 2028. 2028. Yeah. He was originally, his contract expired after the 2026 season, where he was going to be making that year a flat $9 million. They gave him the raise this past offseason. Uh, as they continue to bump up the years, of course, National Signing Day coming up, and maybe you need some assurances there, but in the transfer portal world, I mean, there's no assurances either way. I wonder if Kiffin's signing anything that's what Michigan wants Harbaugh to sign. With uh, You won't be flirting with any other jobs. It's very and Harbaugh's, and Harbaugh's is about the NFL. Harbaugh won't sign it. The fact we're not getting news about his contract extension on the either. table... And then he's not signing it tells me I'd be real nervous if I'm a Michigan fan that he's bolting for an NFL job after the season, right? Because sure. they're yes. basically saying we're giving you a lifetime contract, all the money you want. We'll continue to defend you to the death, and they have against the NCAA and but everyone we'll also else. Suspend you. You just can't continue to flirt with the NFL. And he's like, uh, we'll defend I'm, you until we'll suspend you. I'm gonna need a second on that. <laughs> I'm gonna need a second on that one. SEC Mike joins us here on Hot Mike. Michael Bratton. Good to see you, man. Hope things are well. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. What about Ole Miss? You get Kiffin getting the extension. You've got uh, National Signing Day. You've got the transfer portal. Oxford's crushing it right now, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put a ton of stock into the contract extension just because of Mississippi State laws. For those that don't know, uh, you can only give an employee of the state a four-year deal 
So it's it's annually renewed. But yeah, to your point, transfer portal, they're killing it. I think with the 12 team playoff coming right around the corner, that um not only is Ole Miss, I mean, about a week ago, I was ready to say they're a playoff team. I'm ready to say they're a national championship. I don't think they're going to win it necessarily, but I think they're going to be in the conversation to win the next national championship. As crazy as that is to, to say, I think Ole Miss is, is doing the NIL game better than anybody. And I think it's clear as day to everyone down there. You know, we don't have many opportunities like this. We got all these players coming back. Let's go heavy into the portal. Let's make a run at it. This may be Elaine Kiffin's best and only shot ever to win a national championship. And, and he's got uh, the full support of everyone down there in Oxford, clearly. Well, it, I mean, their schedule sets up perfectly, uh, much like it did not this past season, but the year prior, for them to get off to a great start. Uh, but beyond, I mean, if they don't make the 12 team playoff, he's not going to get that annual contract extension a year from now. <laughs> he may not. Yeah, that's a that's I mean, an excellent point because if he if he doesn't get it done next year. Um, yeah. I mean, they probably will never get it done, but I salute them. I salute Missouri for, again, these teams are not bending any rules. A couple of years ago, it would have been bending the rules, but it's all above board now. So why not go all in when you got all the pieces? It's maybe the only time ever for, for schools like that. And I shouldn't say ever, but it, for the foreseeable future that they can realistically compete for an SEC and, and maybe even a playoff berth. Chad, I wonder what Jimbo Fisher's thinking about Lane Kiffin, uh, that clown up there in Oxford that was complaining about <laughs> well, and all the NIL things. To me, the strategy behind all this, Mike, when you look at do you go with the blanket approach when it comes to NIL and we're just going to cast our, our nets out there and try to get everything we can or get very strategic? Ole Miss is very strategic in that they go all in on something. And this year it's portal and it's really defensive line right, with everyone they're bringing in. And they've completely revamped their defensive line to have a veteran all-star team almost across their defensive front, knowing that they're good at every other position. So, and you've seen this with different programs. Kentucky's another example that likes to work the portal a lot. But finding that right balance for each program, Mike, and trying to figure out what's right for your program and what you can do, I think is the, the hardest part of all this. But it feels like Ole Miss has kind of figured it out. Yeah, I, I don't think the strategy is going to work everywhere. You know, if Nick Saban just went to the portal every year, I don't think that would work. It, you know, he certainly could do that. I would imagine. Same thing with Kirby at, down at Georgia. But I don't think that's the method. I, it works for Ole Miss because Lane Kiffin's smart enough to know that uh, you know if he's going toe to toe against LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Texas A and M, on and on and on. For a high school kid, he's probably going to lose most of those battles. So why kill yourself in high school recruiting? I th think going to the portal is a much better option. Try to get guys that are clearly a, a year or two away from the NFL. That's what NFL life is going to be. You, you, your coach is going to change more often than not. Uh, I, I think it's a stroke of genius by Ole Miss and, and Lane Kiffin and and he deserves a ton of credit because he's he called this free agency a while ago. People are kind of rolling their eyes now that he's dominating it, but he saw this coming and he saw this, I think, too, with uh, you know, we'll never know how interested he really was in that Auburn job. I don't know if it was quite, you know, one foot out the door like some people make it out to be, but he used that situation to get NAL uh donations up. And and his program now is uh seizing that. So if I'm hypo, I'd I tell Tennessee, well, I'm leaving every other year 
just to get those NIL dollars in, even if he's got no plans to do it. So. Yeah, and look, I think Tennessee's donating a lot of NIL dollars to players, but it's in a different way. Here's another example. And you mentioned it, how Lane Kiffin said it, it's free agency. Well, part of free agency is re-signing the guys on your roster. Tennessee went all in on getting their entire offensive line back, on getting their top one of their top defensive linemen back as a fifth, six-year guy. That's another way that you can be successful in this era. Um, what do you think about that strategy where now teams are going to have to allocate certain amounts of dollars to returning guys to make sure they don't go another place for one year so they can re-up and get more money somewhere else. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest story behind the scenes that uh, not a, enough people are talking about, particularly this time last year when certainly there were big-time players that entered the portal and changed schools and all that, just like there are now, but it's not really to the – degree that saw that some people in the media particularly made it out to be like it was going to just going to be a free-for-all and that's to your point because a lot of these big-time schools and particularly SEC schools I'm talking about here that uh, stepped up and kept players from leaving with NIL deals and there's nothing wrong with that either so uh, again that's just another level to it and Ole Miss is killing it with that and, and I think that's a big reason why you've not seen they've had about I'm trying to think six, seven big time players commit to coming back and they've all done it with the NIL collective. And who is the one that has yet to uh, announce his intentions? Jackson Dart. And, and why is that? It's because there's behind the scenes NIL discussions. You know, they probably not hit the number he's quite comfortable with yet. So um, now that you're getting people like myself out here saying you're a playoff this team, this now I think that forces uh, it's called the Grove Collective to to really ante up and meet his price because that's the expectation that, that we're putting on this program. And not that Jackson Dart, I don't think is like the best quarterback in the country, but I put him top five in the SEC, no doubt next season. And if you don't have him all of a sudden, you know, maybe these narratives change. So uh, I like the way Jackson Dart is even playing this. Now, former Vanderbilt quarterback, AJ Swan headed to LSU instead of South Carolina. Sounds like Malachi Nelson from USC could be going to USC. Where, where is Shane Beamer turning now at quarterback next year? Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because I th would think A.J. Swan, his path to being a starter much right. clearer in Columbia than it would be in Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah, I did see that report, Malachi Nelson. I, you know, interesting, and, and that would be a major addition. I would imagine he's, you know, they have another young quarterback. They really like Lenora Sellers, but he was not, I think he was a three-star. I mean, that's not even comparable to a five-star that was, regarded by many to be a, a top five, if, if not better quarterback last recruiting cycle. But again, I, I think what is uh, kind of most intriguing there with Malachi Nelson, and, and I don't know, so I don't want to just call the guy out or anything, but given Lincoln Riley's track record, yeah, I mean, it's safe, safe to say he knows what he's got in a quarterback and would he really be shopping the portal if he, fully believed that uh, Malachi Nelson was the answer and, and ready to uh, take Southern Cal where, where Caleb Williams and, and those before him couldn't, I would certainly think not. So this may be a case of, of us kind of getting lured by the big, the five stars and all this. Um, I, I mean, I, I wish the best for Nelson, but it, it's just hard for me to see uh, Lincoln Riley letting that guy walk out the door. If he's what all the recruiting rankings say he is. Many were surprised when Sam Pittman got another year at Arkansas they're losing K.J. Jefferson, who's in the portal right now. They brought in a few guys. 
what do they need to show? What do they need to do for him to get another year? And what's realistic for this Arkansas program? Yeah, it's tough, Chad. I mean, I thought I got a lot of Arkansas followers, and I would say 90, 95% of them were ready to cut bait with Sam Pittman until he hired Bobby Petrino. And then they seemingly, that number changed to about 10% were ready to move on. I mean, never seen anything like it before in my life where where you just hire this coordinator and and you rally the fan base. But that is what has happened in Fayetteville with the return of Bobby Petrino. What has to happen? Two years ago, their defense was pitiful. It It was one of the worst in the conference, worst in the nation by some regard. They changed the coordinator. They got it right. And they were not locked down by any means, but they were very, very respectable before the wheels kind of fell off. They're, they're not quite there in terms of depth on the defensive side of the ball under Travis Williams. But if they get a similar turnaround on the offense this season under Bobby Petrino, I think that's the key to Sam Pittman getting himself another year there at Arkansas. I don't think he could he could have done any better PR-wise. Will it be ideal for you know the results on the field? Remains to be seen, but I, I think you look at what just last season at AM, Bobby Petrino's only year there, Connor Wigman, Max Johnson, and some guy that I had never even heard of named Jalen Henderson, all three started for Texas AM at quarterback, and all three of them had their best seasons they've ever had in college football. So that's a credit to Bobby Petrino. Are we going to see Alabama and Texas in a rematch for the title? I'd be stunned if we didn't. And uh, the, I mean, I, I, I'm still kind of surprised that Michigan is the betting favorite over Alabama. I don't know what that's all about. I would have thought Alabama had been favored by about a touchdown. It may change, though. It's already gone from two and a half to one, I feel like. mm -hmm. It's starting to get closer to a pick the closer we get to the game. Right. So, I mean, again, I guess Michigan pulling off, I guess it wouldn't technically be an upset. It'd be an upset in my mind. But let's say Michigan wins. I, I guess I wouldn't be floored by that. I would be floored if Texas lost to Washington, but that is what Texas seemingly does, don't they? I mean, they they show they come with all this hype and then they fail to live up to it. But I certainly anticipate it will be Alabama, it will be Texas in Houston for the national championship. It sounds like a lot of these Alabama people they're not even going to the Rose Bowl; they're saving their money for the national championship. And the last time they did that was uh, 2014 when they they had to face Ohio State, and it didn't work out for them. So I don't know. Rose Bowl, one of the most iconic scenes in all of sports, not just college football. So uh, if I could get a ticket to that one, that'd be one, if I'm an Alabama fan, I couldn't miss. Took Eli Drinkwitz a little while to get it going in Missouri, but he got it going this year. Is this sustainable when you see what they're doing now in recruiting with a couple five-star guys in the transfer portal? Is this a program that can be built to be a 12-team playoff contender for the next two or three years, or do they revert back to the mean a little bit? Yeah, well, I think what's your critical part of your question there, for the next two, three years, I I think it is sustainable. Now, over the next 10 years, you know, different conversation. But these are the type of programs, I think, that have got to be thrilled that we're going to a 12-team format because they were – unless – the stars aligned. I mean, I don't think they were ever making the four-team playoff, but being in the SEC, winning 10, maybe even 11 games if they can finish the deal against Ohio State, I would put Missouri right in that conversation, probably preseason top 10. Uh, They have a lot coming back from this team. You mentioned with the recruiting, getting uh, the top defensive linemen 
in the country. They just basically stole Oklahoma's best offensive lineman via the portal this week. Masterful move by uh, drinking company. Uh, they are playing big boy football on and off the field. They've made Tennessee physically quit in that game in November. I mean, that, that was kind of stunning to see. Uh, I, I think what uh, Eli Drinkowitz is doing is very commendable. And it, it's, it goes to, you know, a lot of these teams, a lot of these programs, fans, they want their coach fired if, after two bad seasons. Drake never had a winning season until this year in Columbia. And it's, it has paid off in a massive, massive way for them. Michael Bratton, check out that SEC podcast. SEC Mike joins us and always gives great insight. Mike, thank you as well. And uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Absolutely. Same to you guys. Thanks, Mike. He's busy covering the portal and more. There's a lot of players Signing in days it. tomorrow used to be a national holiday. Now, not such a big deal, I feel like, as it has been in the past. I mean, there's like the four different days The portal drowns now. everything out. Yeah. And there's also two signing days, I which know. is different. So there's one now, then there's the late signing period in February. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it was, the, it was the holiday on the message boards. You yeah. know, and the boast and the brag and the, it was the off-season... Now it's Mary Flipmas from Ole Miss. There you go. Lane Kiffin. There you go. That's what it is. Again, Jimbo Fisher, the back and forth with him and Kiffin. Jimbo Fisher is just counting $100 bills somewhere right now, like an evil genius. Kiffin missed two yeah. every year. But Kiffin still has to work at least. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's got a job. Jimbo Fisher's fails, doing nothing. If he fails, nothing. he'll also get paid. Yeah, he's hanging out fail. on his ranch doing nothing, watching <laughs> other people work. Sixth of Peabody location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Got to the distillery, the brewery here. Uh, Just met a gentleman from New York City, Hutton. Right out here at the bar? Right out here, uh, doing a tasting here in town with his daughter. So he Going to the Preds game tonight. Oh, he just turned to me and said, Clay. Oh, that's hilarious. Clay. Well, he, he looked man. at me and he said, huge that's, fan. He said, huge fan of you guys. Huge fan of what you do. I'm the stunt and double I said, for oh, Clay. I said, oh, thanks. I said, where are you? And that's funny. He said, Clay. He's on a yacht in Australia now. Yeah. Very expensive yacht. Yes, for sure. Um, very nice man, though. Yeah, so the Preds are playing the, the Canucks tonight. Both. Davies, our resident Preds expert. Do they play the New York Rangers soon? He had a Rangers jersey, and he said, I'm a big Rangers fan. But they're in town to watch the Preds. They're going to the game tonight. Okay. Well, uh, maybe he's in for the holidays or something. I don't know. Yeah. Let's get him. Hey, maybe, sir, please come in here. Let's get him in here. Maybe he's uh, recruiting. Could be. Could NIL. be a scout. It's big deal. Um, Either way, we appreciate it. Uh, chances are he's he's not upset like Jerry Kill is is upset uh, with the New Mexico AD from New Mexico State. This is uh, so Jerry Kill's quarterback urinated on the indoor facility in the off season, right in the summer, yeah, and then posted it after they beat New Mexico. So New Mexico State quarterback urinates on practice field indoor, and then. This is the 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 long troll job, right? Not the first time this practice field has been urinated on, is my no, guess. No, probably not. But I mean, the, <laughs> or video different, like when you <laughs> different when you I, pee in the pool. Yeah, uh, you know, because you just really need to go. Versus nobody knows about it. Versus you whipping it out and peeing into the pool in front yeah. of the owner to show them that, you, the that you're boss. That you're boss, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what the quarterback did. So he did this after they won. He posted a video of him urinating on the indoor facility. Now, Jerry Kill in New Mexico State disciplined the guy. Um, couldn't do interviews. Couldn't uh, Had to do community service. Something. Right? Discipline him. 
AD was pissed. And I understand why. If you're the AD at New Mexico, first off, you're rivals to begin with. Sure. Second, you don't want any of that. So, allegedly, the AD made it difficult for Jerry Kill in New Mexico State to practice leading up to the New Mexico Bowl. Was this the Cure Bowl or was that a different bowl? This is the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, Was the New Mexico Cure Bowl? Whatever. The game that's in Albuquerque. One of the 80 bowls. It's the game in Albuquerque. But they did get to practice there. And then that led Jerry Kill to just go ham in his post-game press conference on the AD at New Mexico. Isn't it interesting? So, like the Super Bowl, if if you're in town, if you're in the NFL city, and you're like the NFC team will practice at the, if you have the NFC facility, if there's an NFC city, you'll practice at that facility, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that, you have New Mexico practice. Well, they're they're the host of the bowl, so well, I know they have that, to but, let both teams do it. But I'm so, they just they were mad when New Mexico State was the, the team. I think we have normally, audio of Jerry Kill. Yeah, so yeah, like, going off on this. Here here's his tirade about uh, trying to uh, restrict access. When he, he when he never let us want to practice in the Dendor facility, when he don't want us to do this and do that, that's chicken. <laughs> and I don't care. That's my opinion. I get in trouble. I don't give a either. Because I can go down, and I can go down to Mexico tomorrow. Drink margaritas and let you all enjoy your life. Because I'll be enjoying mine. But I got class. I've had class my whole life. And you can ask the college football profession. I've had class. Never been treated like that. That's Jerry Kill. He's got class. When you call out someone <laughs> for being chicken bleep and say, I don't care, I can go down Mexico tomorrow, drink margaritas, because I have class. I mean, it was Kenny Powers-esque from, uh, from Jerry uh, Kill. Let me really, also really say, good rant. Let me also say, how great are these facilities? Because here, here's, here's the deal. Uh, Fresno's practicing on the indoor, right? Yeah. He's upset that they had to go practice on a high school field. But they, they were going to make they, they were going to make them. They were going to make them practice. Yeah, there are high school programs here in Nashville that are better than college. You would rather practice on those fields than Vanderbilt. You would rather practice on those fields than Nissan Stadium when it had brown grass in December. Uh, so, I mean, is it that immaculate? Well, here's what I would do if I were Jerry Kill. I, I would not have had anyone fight for the right. Not to party, like Beastie Boys said. Right, yeah. But the right to practice on that indoor facility. I would have instead, the moment I caught wind that the AD was messing with that opportunity, I'd say, fine, we'll go, to, we'll set it up at a high school, we'll go somewhere else. Then I would wait to trash the dude. Also, when I find out that he was blocking my team from doing that, you wait. Because now it's an empty deal because New Mexico can just go back and say, dude, you practiced on the field. We didn't do anything. Let we didn't also, stop you from doing anything. Right in this day and age, so you're just right. let them block you, and then I'd say you don't want us on your practice field. Fine, we'll go somewhere else, and then I'd wait. I'd lie in the weeds and be ready to come out after the game and say, "You chicken bleep, you know what? You know what you did." That's what I would do. Also, the, I wouldn't want to par- be allowed on the field. The paranoia of spying and sign stealing and communication. You're going to go to your rival's practice facility for a bowl game and do this. Well, There's had, no way that's going they down. They had multiple officials that were there watching yeah. the entire practice. Yeah, which Kill said that the the, the police officers just kind of laughed and said, we've got better things to do than 
uh, sitting here watching the logo. It's, it's like, also funny that they brought like security and police in to what to protect the Lobo logo because the starting quarterback from Mexico State pissed on it yeah. one time. It's really funny. On that particular day, it snowed, so and bring in the security to watch a practice that was probably awful. Oh man, for a bowl game. I love Jerry Kill though. Yeah, I, 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 I love the rivalries. Margaritas. I love the rivalries. I like both. See some senoritas. Yeah, he's got class, Jack. Very class. Got class. Very classy guy. How about his quarterback, though? Because I have class. I have class. Ask anyone in the NCAA football it's profession. It's tough to say that you have class when your quarterback is doing that. Well, he may have like, class. That is a reflection of you as the head coach, I will say, to New Mexico's defense. Like, great. You punished him. I mean, it would be a story if you didn't punish him at all. I don't. You didn't suspend him, to my knowledge. You said he couldn't do interviews. Okay. You did something at least, but still, that's that's pretty low class. Like to then argue, I'm the one with class, but my quarterback did this. The leader of my football team. That's a tough, tough bridge to walk across if you're Jerry Kill. But he did it, and he summed it up by saying, "I could just easily go to Mexico next week and drink margaritas." I hope the AD here gets the same damn discipline with the people around this state that Diego got because he deserves it. I love it's calling on the state to prosecute this guy. <laughs> it's up to you, the officials of the state. I'm calling on you, Governor such and such. I'm calling on you, District Attorney <laughs> such and such. It is time to prosecute this man and get him out of office. Office of the AD of University of New Mexico. Hey, uh, uh, Jerry Crazy Kill. Crazy story. He's uh, bowl games each in the first two seasons. It's race season for him, too, man. Well, he beat the hell out of Auburn race season the week for him before too. Uh, Auburn and almost then, beat Alabama. Yeah. And now he's, he's reached the Conference USA Championship game again. Good Props. for him. He's got class. Good for him. Chad, uh, are we seeing the end of the Derrick Henry era for the Titans? If so. Of course. Well, right. I think so. I do think so. But if so, it means the running back market's going to be a bit different than way, the way I perceive it to be. Because the Titans are a team that are all in on the run game. They suck right now. The offensive line is awful. But... Derrick Henry How didn't many, help either on Sunday. But, well, offensive line was bad, but he, bad uh, all around. How how many teams are going to line up to try to pay him versus what the other teams wouldn't pay certain running backs on the market I after the age of thirty? Will. I don't think they will at this point. So because again, I, I don't know. He's going to go play somewhere, right? I mean, he's going to yeah. get paid, but not to but the Titans. Some the big Titans level. have right now the number one. Uh, they're the number one team in cap space. I. I I, I do think we're seeing the final three games with Henry in, as a Titan, but I don't know if there's like more than five teams lined up to pay him as the top one, two, or three running yeah, backs in the NFL. You're saying there's a scenario where he comes back on like a one or two year and deal and could get a deal that's favorable Again, from the Titans. Yeah. That's because the market's not going to be great for him but outside. I, I do lean towards he's gone, just like Tannehill. And I, I mean, based on Levis's injury, who knows what we're going to see at quarterback. Tannehill's wanting to go to free agency healthy. I wouldn't want to play behind that offensive line. He's the backup quarterback right now. I would say if if the Titans get out now on Henry, it's probably the right time to do so because he's on his way down. He still can be effective. I'm not saying he's done, cooked, any of that. He's going to do some good things in his career moving forward, but he's not the same Derrick Henry. He's just not going to be the guy that we saw – at the top of his game, and that's just natural 
for a guy with the amount of carries he's had over the last four or five years. Yeah, and there are enough teams that will beat Baltimore comes to mind. As no, a- he's going to do something special for someone at some point. Yeah. Again, he's not dead. Not I'm not burying the guy, but he's not the same Derrick Henry. Uh, agreed. And he knows that. Agreed. Chad, what do we have these uh, communion cups for? Oh, wait, these are shot glasses. These are uh, little plastic shot glasses. So Matt McCloy, who's been a loyal lieutenant of ours and uh, served this show well, served Outkick well. You see wow. him here posing with some pineapple strawberry water. Cannot That's disclose water, the location of where this is because um, Matt may or may not have, with other employees of Outkick, been walking in as not members of this place and taking the water for a while. That's, that's, a, public, that's a public lobby, right? Uh, you can walk sure. in and ask for a price. Sure, yeah. I think it's kind of implied that that's for the guest. But, you know, if you want to take some of that water, have have at it. It's water. But um, that was Matt there. And um, this is his final day, Hutton. This is his final day. So, so you're bringing – what do you have with you? In honor of his final day, I was told by a little birdie that there was something behind me that I'm going to have to – Okay, yeah, go right grab now. it. Go grab it. Um, you can check out that we're giving – some uh, stuff here from Old Smoky. Check out Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. But you can also check out the new and improved Outkick store. It's finally live. Stock up on golf polos, T-shirts, hats, and more. Shop.outkick.com. Shop.outkick.com. And that's also where you can go to stream the show live starting January 3rd. That's the only place to catch Outkick's original content. Shows will be live on the site, outkick.com. You can catch up on YouTube, but you'll be able to watch live just by clicking the watch tab at outkick.com. Outkick.com slash watch is your one-stop shop for all things OutKick live. On demand, still on YouTube. Live chat, not there. You have to watch live at OutKick.com. So we go live now to Matt McCloy, who's joined us in the hot seat right now. He's got his Tennessee Titans toboggan on. I call it a toboggan. It's a toboggan hat. Uh, look this up over the weekend. Uh, originations in Appalachia for calling that hat a toboggan. What do you call it, Matt? That it's a stocking cap everywhere else, right? Matt is from Iowa. What, what do we call that hat in Iowa? I call it a stocking hat. Yeah, everyone that's not in the South, it's a very Southern thing to say that's a toboggan, but it's a toboggan hat because you go sledding in a hat like that. Um, we have poured some out. The uh, Old Smoky whiskey brand. Already on the ground. But here. Now. And uh, Matt, um, do you have any final words for us now that you're not going to see us anymore? Please. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Well, I think it's just to see you later. Um, I'm still going to be around Nashville. I'm sure I'll probably run into Hutton Chad, Titans game, um, maybe Bridgestone. Yep. I'm, I'm going to be around. And Always I, look for you, Matt, at the escalator. <laughs> I joked with some of the uh, staff in here and said, if you ever hear a knock on that back door, you know to let me in. You know, I just want to come by Matt and say or hi. A drunk homeless guy. Yeah. At the back door. We Possibly hope, wearing the same thing. We hope that it's Matt <laughs> at the back door, and then uh, we can let him in. Matt, yeah, what, what, what genuine, uh, genuine, nice, uh, always thoughtful. Salt of the earth, Midwestern guy. Yes. Some uh, of the best people on the planet. Never seen him upset, and that's been the inside joke, is that he's always wanting to fight everyone. We try here. to make him mad, but you can't. Matt, that's terrific right. work. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, glad that you're not leaving town. Glad that you're going to be around. Thanks for working with us for this long, and... uh Cheers. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Or as Tommy DeVito would say, salute. Salute. And uh, cheers to the audience as well. Hopefully you can pour one back uh, in a bit. Smooth. If not already. Fill that thing up again. It's good. Matt, we're going to miss you, brother. What was this we just had? The whiskey? This is the the official Old Smoky whiskey. Cool. 
Smooth, you're right. Not the popcorn Sutton brand that is uh, available. I now saw here you post that too. Matt, bottle. appreciate you, man. And uh, thank you, Matt. Thanks for tuning in to Hot Mike today as well. Back at it tomorrow, three o'clock Eastern. Hope you'll join us. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow right here on Across the Outkick Network. <laughs>